Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of season two of the Therapist Run podcast. Thank you so very much for being here, and I hope you're having a lovely day so far, whether it is the morning, the afternoon, or the evening. Hey, guys, I hope you're all doing well. I'm actually recording a few days before the release of this episode, which is wild. I know, crazy for once not recording the morning of, but here we are. I don't have class until like noon, so I've had such a nice slow morning. I went and got some coffee. I've just been playing the clarinet, hopped in the shower, and here we are. So today's episode is really special, (laughs) Um, and I'm going to be very giddy and excited this whole episode, the whole however long this is going to be. Um, so be ready for that. (laughs) From the day I'm recording this, in a few days, my boyfriend and I are celebrating one year. Um, if you're listening to this episode the day that it releases, that's actually tomorrow that our anniversary lands on, so that's super duper exciting. I'm so super duper in love with this human being, and I have so much I want to share about how we started and, you know, my, my advice, my insight, my experience. Um, and actually this episode is almost kind of made in collaboration with him because I asked him a few questions to kind of help guide the outline of today's topic. So at the end of this episode, I also have some of your guys' questions that you asked on my Instagram, which is super duper exciting. Again, I love being able to connect with you guys on a more personal one-on-one level and, and have you guys engage and be a part of my episodes. So stick around till the end to hear my answers to your guys' questions. Um, But for starters, I want to talk about some do's and don'ts about getting into a relationship and and developing a romantic relationship. Now, it's worth mentioning that I'm not going to be telling you guys kind of how to find your person. And I'm a firm believer that there is, like, no blueprint, there's no formula, there's no step-by-step process to finding a partner or finding a person in which you might engage in, like, a romantic relationship with because, at least in my eyes, this should be something that comes naturally. And am I against dating apps and whatever? No, because for a lot of people it works and for a lot of people that's what they want to do and they find that the easiest way to go about that. And that's totally fine, you know, to each their own. But for me, as someone who is at school and seeing people all the time and such, there's there's going to be someone, right? There's going to be someone that's going to want to know more about you, going to be interested in you as a person and what you do. And you kind of just need to put yourself out there, be you, and... You know, chances are very likely that someone's going to see you and and notice what you're doing and naturally, I'm going to say it again, guys, the universe (laughs) will do its thing. Whether you believe that or not, again, to each their own, but just thought I would share kind of my outlook here. This is not going to be an episode where I tell you where to find a partner or how to get one. I'm kind of just assuming that you're kind of in a bit of a situationship. You maybe have someone in mind that you want to maybe try and pursue And you kind of know them. You know, if you don't know them at all, like if you've never spoken to them, that's a little bit of a different story. I would start by talking to them. But I actually have a lot of questions at the end of this episode that 
can kind of help if you if you really are not that close to this person um but anyway i'll leave that for the end of the episode <laughs> not gonna get too ahead of myself let's start with some do's what are some things that i believe you should do at the beginning of a relationship to kind of get it on the road so to sum it up don't be afraid to communicate and of course this is not something that is only going to be important in the beginning stages of a romantic relationship. This is going to be important forever in every context. And I stress this in basically all of my episodes because communication is kind of what we're meant to do, right? And communication is connection in the most vulnerable, honest, and real way. And that's beautiful. And I think that's a huge part of being in a romantic relationship. So, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to throw in examples too too quick here, but communicate. Don't be afraid to do it. Um secondly, be comfortable on your own. Be comfortable in your own skin and be comfortable being independent. So, I like to think of romantic relationships specifically as accessory. We all need ro- relationships in our lives. But we don't necessarily need romantic ones. Like, you know, there are people out there that are asexual and don't feel romantic attraction in that way. Or people who don't feel romantic attraction, period. I'm not sure if there's a word for that. (laughs) But, you know, we need friendships. We need work relationships and stuff like that. Romantic relationships are always going to be accessory. And you shouldn't need them. You should want them, right? So establish yourself as an individual as much as you can, at least to the point where you feel okay and comfortable with who you are. I've said this a lot in previous episodes, but you don't have to fully love yourself. That's always the goal, but sometimes you can just be comfortable with yourself and maybe you have some insecurities and a romantic partner can make you feel better about those things, but you cannot be relying on someone else to you know, dictate your mood and you can't have your emotional and mental well-being. Be the responsibility of someone else, of course. And that's why I stress that you need to be able to be confident just being you. Being you without a partner. You know what I mean? Um, I don't feel like I need to explain that further. I think you guys get what I'm laying down here. Number three. This is so important. Oh my goodness. Be clear about your intentions and what you want out of a romantic relationship. For us teenagers, this is a really interesting one because it's, you know what, I I say this is just for teenagers, but truly with, with all people of all ages, you know, flings are common, right? Like the term one night stand is a thing that exists, right? It's not uncommon to see people getting in and out of relationships by the month or by the year, whatever, right? So for some people, that's exhilarating and that's fun and that's where they find joy in a relationship is changing things up with different people. And that's totally fine. Again, do what makes you happy. But, you know, if you're listening to this kind of podcast, I would I would kind of make an educated assumption that you guys think similarly to me and feel similarly to me. And personally, I think the fun part of a relationship is connecting on an emotional level and connecting in a way that's beyond the physical. 
And it's feeling that kind of inner comfort with someone else that's so special about romantic relationships. And, you know, often that's long-term because getting attached emotionally and, and I guess, mentally is not a bond that's easy to break and often not one you ever want to break. Um, and then, then we get into, like, attachment styles and all of that, which can get a little dicey, but that's why you need to be clear about what you're looking for in a relationship. If you know you're not looking for a fling, be honest. Hey, I'm looking for someone who wants to be alert. I'm looking for someone who wants to make a commitment. Um, or I'm not looking for a long-time commitment. I'm looking for someone who just wants to have fun and wants to just enjoy being together and so-and-so. Things always change, okay? Everything is always changing and what you think you might say to begin with might not end up being what you want in the end, but as long as you're always being honest and updating them with changes you might feel, then, you know, you should be set and so long as they respect that, then we're golden. Um, next is be a good listener. This is literally, okay, I find this the most fun part about the talking stage of getting into a romantic relationship because you get to learn all about them from them. Everything they're sharing with you, they want you to hear and they're saying it in their words. And that's just so cool. Like, I would so much rather learn about someone from them than just hear about them from someone else right? And I feel like that's such a silly, like, obvious thing to say, but it's true, right? Let them talk about themselves. Give them, give them the time and, and be invested. Ask questions because you're not going to get a more accurate description of them from anyone else, right? Likely. There can be some changes. Obviously, lying exists and sugarcoating things exist, but I think you once again get what I'm laying down. Um, be empathetic. Just put yourself in their shoes and and s- try to see what life looks like in their eyes. Get get in there emotionally. Goodness. Um, you know you know what I mean. Um, I just think it's interesting when you get to kind of dig into people in that way and understand who they are. I think it's beautiful and I think it's it's I think it's fun and not enough people kind of see the value in this stage of talking which is the listening so on the topic of listening while i'm here listen to your intuition listen to your gut feeling she's almost always right okay and you know i feel like when you're like oh, i remember in like in grade nine freshman year of high school first year um we were doing like a multiple choice test in like social studies um and you know i was doing fine but i just remember my teacher being like if you don't know the answer, just trust your gut feeling. Like, it's probably going to be right because your gut feeling is like an educated choice, an educated guess. It's just subconscious. Anyway, that was very philosophical, but <laughs> I digress. Listen to your gut. If your gut is telling you this person is bad news, it's because you've probably heard stories about them in the past or you just don't feel comfortable and guys, being comfortable is the most important thing ever. You cannot be uncomfortable with a romantic partner. Seriously, like you, it, it's not going to work like that. So please make sure you're comfortable. Listen to what your gut is telling you. And if you're confused as to why you feel a certain way about someone, investigate that. And I don't mean investigate that in the sense that you're 
telling this person, there's something wrong with you. I don't know what it is, but look in yourself, turn inwards and kind of be like, okay, what needs healing here? What, what do I need to do to change? And if, if you're golden from what you can tell, then maybe do bring it up to them. Hey, I feel a little bit uncomfortable like this, or when you do this, or when you say this, or I just feel a little bit uncomfortable around you. Maybe we can talk about that. That being said, I feel like that's the kind of thing you bring up to someone you know is going to be a good communicator or someone who's willing to be vulnerable and open. Asking a question like that is a lot easier said than actually done. So that being said, moving on. (laughs) Um, Say for these early stages, the honeymoon phase. Oh my goodness. I'd say this lasts roughly three months and then we hear about like the three-month curse um i think i've spoken about this a while while back but basically like after three months of a relationship the honeymoon phase is over and suddenly you just lose interest um i don't wish that upon anyone and you know even getting into the relationship i'm currently in i was totally scared about the three-month curse right? I was scared that love bombing was going on, um, which I'll explain in a few minutes here. But you you just need to have fun in in these early stages. And, you know, that being said, do be cautious. You know, tell yourself, hey, it's early. You know, don't say anything you regret. Um, Keep in mind that, you know, there is always room for things to maybe go south, especially in the beginning stages. So have fun enjoy enjoy that fresh feeling and you know on the back burner just make sure you're thinking about if this is going the way you want it just think a little bit about the future is this sustainable is this going to work but don't stress yourself out about it too too much because having fun and and connecting with them is is the most fun part of course so be authentic you know if you vibe, you vibe. And if you don't, you just don't. And you shouldn't change who you are for someone else. And I, I feel like a broken record. I feel like we hear this on a daily. But truly, if they if they can't be okay with you, you know, as you are, then, you know, are they really worth the effort of, of trying to pursue? If you know for a fact 100% there's someone out there who loves you for you. You know what I mean? It might just not be your person. Um, Lastly, this is something that my boyfriend added to this episode um, that is so, so important, is to respect each other's paces. There's no right or wrong way to, I don't know, get a relationship going. You know, certain firsts will happen before other firsts, and for everyone it's different, and that's, that's totally okay. And that's what makes relationships unique. And that's what makes them intimate and personal because it's just, it's just you. It's just you and that other person, or if you're not into monogamy, then it's you and your partners, right? It's, it's no one else. And I think that's super cool because you kind of create this own, this own world and your own rules kind of when you're in your own relationship. And again, I think that's lovely. So make sure that no one is dragging you to speed up or hurry into things that you're just like totally not into. Um, And likewise, don't try to drag someone else into 
you know, your fantasy relationship right away. Testing the waters does need to happen, and often these things start slow. I will say, um, just as a fun little break and a fun little example, um, when my boyfriend and I got together, um, he was very bold, (laughs) exposed, but really it was like one week of us just like teasing the hell out of each other. We were in the same friend group. We are in the same friend group, um, mostly, and oh gosh, I have so many funny stories, but he was just very upfront and very, I don't want to say clear about what he wanted because he was, he was beating around the bush, but it was just hilarious and he was being very flirty um, and things moved really fast. I think we started actually talking maybe a week before we went on our first date. Of course, we'd been friends for like a really long time and I started getting interested in him like maybe a week before we started talking. So really this whole process of actually getting to know each other and properly talking only lasted maybe two, three weeks, um, even if we knew each other for years before that. So things like this, things like getting into a romantic relationship, going on that first date can happen right away or it can take a lot of time. This could be someone you know really well. This could be someone you just met. Again, dating apps, you go on first dates with people you've never met before, right? Like, it's so different. Everyone is so different, and I think that's cool. And again, trust your intuition. Do what feels right. If something feels too fast, think about that for sure. I thought we got together really fast. Things were happening really fast, but I was having a lot of fun, and my gut was telling me that this was right. My gut was telling me that this was okay and I you know I had the support around me and I felt confident myself that if things were to go south I would be able to bounce back from it at least a lot better than I did after my first relationship so those are my dues it's a lot of information um and it might seem a little bit more tactical or kind of set in stone like a step step-by-step kind of way of getting into a relationship, but I can't stress enough that it's going to look different for everyone. Um, but these are just some of my, my advice. Um, some of my advice for things to keep in mind. That was not really English, but you feel me. (laughs) So let's get to some don'ts because there's definitely a few don'ts that we see way too often. Again, I stress in teenagers, but could be anyone. So number one, my mistake in my first relationship is try not to control the situation, okay? So for a lot of people, including myself, spoiler alert, anxiousness leads to a desire to control, okay? Romantic relationships are quite literally the connection and harmony between traditionally, not always, two people. It's not just about you, okay? Let them put in effort, okay? And if they don't put in effort and you want effort, which most of us do, hello, do something about that. Speak up. And if they don't act on that, walk away because you deserve so much more than that, okay? So when my first relationship started going south, um, I want to say this was maybe like six, eight months in. Um, This relationship, by the way, lasted like like four four months after a year. So I guess that would be 16 months, which is 
wild. Um, but when things started going south, after like eight months, six, eight months, I put in so much of my own emotional well-being and and everything to just make it work because I was so anxiously attached and it was exhausting. It was not good for me and I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing in return and I was just self-sabotaging. So trying to control the situation at the very beginning because that is going to lead to like I it's it, just a not authentic relationship because you're you're putting up a front and you're you're doing something that you don't always want to be doing when you're in a relationship you don't want to be so overbearing for like the rest of this relationship if you know what I'm saying this one was a really difficult point to to try to explain but I think everyone kind of has their own understanding of what it means to be controlling in a relationship so just don't do that (laughs) in the beginning stages number two um don't trauma dump like just just not not right off the bat unless unless they ask um and unless it's a significant you know part of of you and if you feel as though it's something the other person needs to know um because obviously that is that is so important if you have something that continuously affects you that is trauma and and something that you you struggle with currently absolutely that's something that they need to know about right but just don't spend like an hour you know talking like about that stuff again unless they ask because I'm the kind of person that did ask (laughs) and will ask everyone because I like learning about about people's pasts and and how they've learned from it how they how they've developed and and how they take you know talking about it now um but you know (laughs) i'm not always going to be the kind of person that you guys are going to go out and pursue right so don't trauma dump unless it's important or unless they ask and i feel like i don't need to elaborate on why it's just uncomfortable next don't love bomb don't tolerate love bombing if it feels wrong um and for those of you who don't understand love bombing don't know what it means it's basically moving too fast, you know, it's, love bombing is feeling the need to, to lock things in right off the bat, so this could be saying I love you right away, excessive gifts, or solely hanging out with them and just forgetting everyone else in your life exists, that is not healthy, okay, that is not good for you, (laughs) that is a really bad attachment that's just not gonna end up being healthy, because again, that kind of stuff is not sustainable, right? And at the beginning of my first relationship, oh my gosh, so much love bombing. And then after like three months, it was entirely burnt out and the three-month curse kind of happened except because I was so anxiously attached to my very first boyfriend, I was like, nah, like there's no way, like I can't, I can't drop this, right? So don't love bomb. (laughs) please don't. Um, I will say I was a little scared about love bombing in this current relationship because like I said, it happened quite fast, but my gut, my gut and the trust I had in myself and the trust I had in the universe, she said it again, was very strong. 
And that's why I kept going. And again, does that perfectly align with everything I'm sharing? I mean, yes, but not exactly. And that's, you know, that's just reinforcing the fact that, oh my gosh, she's going to say it again. We're all different. <laughs> Lastly, my very last don't is to not overshare with friends. This is not something I've personally experienced, at least me oversharing, but gosh, so many of my closer friends will just gush to me about these people they've met and they're pursuing. Um, like, oh my god, this is the one, this is the person, whatever. And then it just falls apart like a week after. And then maybe they feel embarrassed. Or maybe it falls apart a week after and they're so embarrassed that they kind of just have to keep going. And that is so wrong <laughs> on so many levels. But honestly, sometimes you can't control it. So, you know, to kind of prevent that, use, you know, not oversharing as a preventative measure. So this can actually add pressure to a situationship that, again, might not even work out because now you're kind of putting this label or you're kind of setting the tone for this potential relationship. And, you know, if it doesn't turn out like that, you know, the word is out and other people will kind of have this what's the word I'm looking for? Expectation of what it's supposed to be. And, you know, especially if you're not too secure in yourself, that's, that could feel really awkward and it could feel embarrassing if it doesn't turn out that way. And, you know, sometimes we receive advice that we never asked for <laughs> um, when you overshare with friends too. So, you know, just whenever you get anyone else involved in like a one-on-one -on -one romantic relationship it's it's gonna it's gonna likely get weird because suddenly you have someone else's opinions and someone else's expectations and I know for me that's kind of stressful <laughs> and I don't want that because again I like the intimacy of, of being one-on-one -on -one, right so trust yourself enough to know what's good for you and trust the situation and dare I say trust the universe <laughs> So those are my do's and don'ts, um, which took so much longer than I thought it was going to take, but this can be a long episode, no problem. Let's hop into your guys' questions. I actually have quite a few, and I love these questions. Some of them really do have me thinking. Um, I don't have any answers prepared, so we're just going to have to freestyle this together. Um, I've got some, some funny ones for our first two that I will answer seriously. <laughs> so number one. My friend asks, why, babes? Why? Now, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the question... Okay, let me pull up the question I asked. Here it is. Um, okay, so I posted a question sticker and I asked for questions regarding getting into a romantic relationship. And to that, my friend says, why, babes? Why? <laughs> because, at least for me, I love love. And we look at all of these, you know... American teenage movies and there's always a love interest you know we look at any movie and there's always a love interest you know listen to any song today and it's probably about love <laughs> to some capacity and you know humans yearn for that kind of stuff and I know that my idea of being a teenager when I was younger was you know school have some awesome friends and have a boyfriend <laughs> so I feel like I'm not alone in that. Um, we were all young children at one point with our, you know, ideas of what being a teenager was like in high school. So 
that was mine and I'm having a lot of fun with it and I really enjoy being in a relationship so you know that's my answer to that I can understand why you wouldn't want to be in a relationship but at least for me I do. <laughs> um, number two, this is not a question, but a statement. And I think it's funny. And again, I will answer this seriously. My friend says, I'm afraid of women. Honestly, me too. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little frightened of girls as well. But if you can at least try to, to put on a front and be confident, I wouldn't say fake it. I would say make an attempt to get better at being confident but, you know, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. And I know for me, at least, I've gotten a lot more confident, a lot more open, a lot more carefree in the past few months. And that started by just doing it one day and seeing what that was like. So maybe just try being confident around other people. You know, what's really helpful is, is asking questions, actually. If you know, if you feel nervous around someone, get them to talk, get them to do the talking. Um, as for what questions, I'm at a total loss. It can also be awkward if you ask an, like a, an awkward question or the wrong question, but just, just try to be confident in yourself. And for you especially, you know who you are. You have every right to be the most confident person ever. And, you know, for everyone else listening, there's so much that you should, you should be able to flaunt. Um, and that there's so much you can flaunt you know what, let me say that. So do it. <laughs> Number three, any advice for how to start talking or developing a relationship? Developing a relationship, I think I've mostly stressed, is again, um, be a listener, let them talk, ask questions, be invested, because hopefully you you are genuinely invested. But how to start talking? Hmm... I feel like before you even start talking to someone in a way where you're trying to pursue them, um, there's already kind of going to be that attraction there, right? I feel like you can't have one without the other. So once you feel this kind of attraction to someone, find ways to get closer to them and don't be weird about it. <laughs> like, don't don't overthink this process, but you know, if they're on one side of the room and you're on the other, make your way over there and maybe talk to other people that are around them and, and make your way to them, right? Like, it's literally just the process of, like, flirting and it's what you see in movies where, like, you know, person A is trying to get person B. It's, it's, it's truly just that, right? And it's fun. <laughs> truly, it's fun. So, try to, try to be where they are you know, if you're already friends with their friends, that's even better. Um, and if you really, really trust someone and you, you know, they're not going to give you stupid advice and you know, they're not going to judge you or any of the choices you make, maybe even tell someone. <laughs> okay. Next, how can I be more open and trusting to people? This is a great, great question. Trusting can be really difficult, especially if you've had a relationship in the past that hasn't worked out. But I feel like being open and trusting comes after you enforce yourself as a person. Because before you can trust other people and before you can be open to other people, you need to be open with yourself. And you need to be able to feel secure and confident that if someone betrays your trust, you know, you have the support circle and you have what you need to recover. And it won't be this this 
truly devastating event. Is it going to suck? Of course. Being lied to sucks. It's terrible. It feels so awful. But, you know, hopefully it won't feel like the end of the world, right? And while that can feel a little bit cold, you know, it's a survival instinct, right? Like, we kind of need that. And especially for people such as myself who are big feelers and who have a lot of emotions, you know, it's important to be able to to kind of be secure in yourself and feel safe in yourself like that. Next question, is there such thing as a fear of commitment? How can you get over it? Over it. Um, firstly, even if there was no such thing as a fear of commitment, that can still be a thing that exists. Like, okay, that does not make sense. <laughs> but that can still be a thing that you feel. Even if there was no word for it, even if there was no whatever, people are scared of everything. And just because it doesn't, exist or just because there's no such thing as it doesn't mean you can't feel it that being said absolutely there's such a thing as a fear of commitment this is so common that being said i am not personally someone who feels fear of commitment so i may not be the greatest person to answer this question and i say that you know with full honesty but i will say that with the right person i'd imagine it would just happen and you're kind of just so drawn to them that it, it, it just locks in and it kind of, the commitment kind of commits itself, is what I'm trying to say. So, is that the most helpful? I don't think so. How can you get over a fear of commitment? Ask yourself why. Why do you feel like that? Is it something about them that is making you scared to commit or is it something about yourself? And maybe there's something you need to fix in words before getting out of, get, getting into, pardon me, a romantic relationship. How do you make it last without them getting bored of you? Aww. <laughs> um, man, that's a really sad question. <laughs> I really don't think anyone should be getting bored of you if they're, if they're trying to get with you, right? So, you know, it sucks to say it could be just like a lack of interest, period. Maybe you just haven't found your person. But, you know, if you need things to get a little more exciting in a relationship, do things together. Go out and and do some activity, and I, oh man, I don't know, ask them questions, be curious about them, if they're not curious about you, if they're bored of you, you do not deserve someone who's bored of you, (laughs) you do not deserve someone that makes you feel like you're not interesting, so I don't know, that's what I have to say to that one, that one's tough. (laughs) Next, second to last question, how do you make it less awkward when you're hanging out alone with someone you like? Okay, so the answer to this question, I feel like, will be similar to my friend's statement of of being afraid of women. Um, Pretend you're confident. Okay, you have things you can flaunt, and it's going to feel so awkward, and you're going to feel like you're messing every sentence up. But if you bring it with confidence, then you're fine. If you make a mistake, if you say something silly, brush it off and just keep going, right? And again, when in doubt, ask questions. Make them do the talking. And, you know, chances are you're going to benefit from them because you're learning more about them. And that's interesting and that's fun, right? So, I don't know. Conversation, I I understand, is hard for a lot of people. It's tough because I've gotten to a point where I'm comfortable with communicating and, and just talking with people. So, I can't remember the last time I really thought it was truly awkward to talk to someone, but you just need to get yourself out there. Like, it's one of those things you just need to to do and, and feel the scariness of it, 
And then the more you do it, the less scary it'll be. That's my advice. It kind of sucks, but I, I think it's what's best. So last question, which I found really, really interesting. Um, is it bad to compliment people behind their back? This person gave an example. I frequently talk to my friend about this person I'm interested in. And it's always like, oh my god, she's so pretty though. And I know it's nice to say, but it's still keeping a secret from them. That is just the cutest question I think I've ever read in my life. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, if it was a bad thing, I would be a terrible person because I love complimenting people <laughs> behind their back. Because, you know, sometimes you just, it, it's just inconvenient to go and say it. Sometimes you don't have the confidence, you know, whatever it may be. But I, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's adorable. And I think it'd be even better if you, if you told her <laughs> to her face, because that's really cute. But, you know, I feel like keeping that kind of secret is innocent and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, my advice to you is to, to, to go get her. <laughs> um, but there we go. Man, I have not recorded an episode this long in in so long. Um, but hopefully that was as fun <laughs> for you guys as it was for me. I am really excited to be celebrating one year with my lovely person. <clears throat> gonna be honest though, we're celebrating on the day this episode goes up. And I'm not entirely sure what we're gonna do yet. On our first date, we went and got sushi, so we're probably gonna do the same. But we'll see. Good luck to all of you in your situationships. I really hope that this could help you either get this show on the road or evaluate if this is what you want, evaluate what you want, and just evaluate the situation. But don't forget to have fun because that is equally, if not maybe a bit more important. So thank you so much for tuning in today, you guys. I know this was a long one, but if you made it to the end of this episode... Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Thank you and see you next time. Bye.